Second Peter chapter one verse eight. For if these things be in you and abound, they make that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For if what thing, right? For if these things be in you and abound, you see, it is not just be, them being in you or these things being in you; they have to abound. Right, if they abound, then they make that ye shall neither be unfruitful nor barren in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That passage alone alone made me have a great picture about knowing Jesus, about having the knowledge of Jesus. You see, there are two kinds of knowledge of Jesus, and the first one is what we see every day. I, I wrote down in my book, whenever we read scripture, the first thing is not so that we can know, it's so that we can have faith. For the word of God said, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So every time you receive the word, every time you hear the word, either by, by reading it to yourself, by saying it to yourself or hearing somebody else say it to you, the first thing that God intends is not for you to know the word. Is for you to have faith in the word. Know in the sense that he doesn't want you to suddenly have a knowledge of it, a head knowledge of it. He wants you to become the word, right? So that's what we're going to be talking on to this episode of Voice of Eden. Because every day we see people have knowledge, but their knowledge is, is unfruitful. They can't, there is no result in what, in what you have known. There is no result in the knowledge of Jesus you now have. And that is sad. I was talking to a friend and I was heartbroken. I, I don't know if I'm healed from that heartbreak, but I still, ve- I still feel very angry and sad about the way things are happening around us. And we have, and we say we are Christians, but we have no result. We have no result to show for it. I wrote on my WhatsApp, I said, knowing Jesus should, we cannot truly know Jesus and not have the best lives, the best marriages, the best friendships, the best businesses. We can't know Jesus and not have the best marriages. All right. That is my greatest concern. Somebody says, I know scripture, I read scripture, I know Jesus, but the person has a bad marriage, he has a bad attitude, he has a bad friendship, he has bad friendships, he can't keep friendship, he has a bad life. And it's sad because we fail to understand that God doesn't just want us to know, he wants us to become. He That is why scripture... We are not called human doings. We are called human beings because we, the intent of God after the fall of man is that man would become what he was made to be. Man every day will keep being what he was created by God to be. So on today's episode, like I said, we're talking about um, unfruitful knowledge. So like I said, Knowing Jesus is not just enough. How much fruit can that knowledge or has that knowledge produced for you?
you know, in the last episode, we spoke about replenishing the earth. And I said it is the fruits that you bear that would multiply and replenish the earth. But today I'm talking about being productive in the knowledge of Jesus you now have. That knowledge being able being able to produce fruits in your life or in my life as a Christian. All right. As a Christian, the productivity of a man's knowledge is not seen only by what he does with it, but by what he adds to it. I think that's a good place to start. Knowledge doesn't stand on its own. Knowledge has siblings. Knowledge has company. Knowledge has companion. Knowledge has what he, what she travels with. You can't say I have knowledge and that is enough because it's just like having a television set, but that television set cannot come on on except you have a power source and you can't possibly change the channel not for our, our this recent TVs, but you can't positive um possibly change the channels if if you don't have a remote set. That is how knowledge is. Knowledge has companions. Knowledge has company. And I said the productivity of a man's knowledge is not seen by what he does with it, but by what he adds to it. Suddenly, knowledge just comes on. Knowledge just produces fruit. Not because you got up and started applying it in several areas of your life, but because you added something to it. And um, today we're not supposed to look at those things to add to your knowledge at length, but I'll, I'll call them out. I'll call them out. So I went further to say in my notebook here, I went further to say it is not just what you do with what you know that counts, but what you add to what you know even counts more. That is um that is me just explaining what I said uh, above, all right? So certain knowledge are only productive in the hands of a manner of person or certain people. Trust me, a thousand and one people can sit in the same room and you give them the same knowledge. You say the same thing. Let them know the same thing. And that knowledge can only be productive in the hands of certain people, not because they were chosen or elected by God. That too can count, but not because God is a partial God. No, it is because they have arrived at the point where that manner, that knowledge can not produce, cannot choose to be unproductive in their hands because of the manner of people or the manner of person he or she is. The same thing applies with the knowledge of Jesus. If you keep reading scripture, if you keep going to church, keep hearing your man of God or your pastor say certain things and give you the knowledge that your sins are forgiven. You're no longer, you're, you're not supposed to live under sin anymore. You're not supposed to, um, you're not supposed to be a slave to sin he has given us the power to make wealth. Your sins are forgiven by the blood of Jesus and blotted out. He doesn't see you as a stranger anymore. As soon as you accept him into your life as, as your Lord and personal Savior, you are now a member of the family. Amazing truth. Great knowledge. But you see, that knowledge can lie in your hands and not produce any fruit. 
if you, my friend, don't have these things that Second Peter 1 verse 8 got mentioned. Alright, so it is not just enough running around looking for knowledge. What should I have? What do I lack? What do I need for my knowledge, for the knowledge of Jesus that I have to become productive? You see, I wrote the prayer points down and I said, Lord, I receive what I need to make fruitful what I know. I said, Lord, I receive what I need to make fruitful what I know. Lord, I receive what I need to make fruitful what I know. Lord, I receive what I need to make fruitful what I know. Lord, I receive what I need to make fruitful what I know. It is not just enough to know. You need certain things at work in your life for what you know to break forth and become fruitful. So we would not have normal Christians anymore. Christians who are struggling and trying to get by. Christians who are who are failing. Christians who are who are who are hustling, who are beaten, broken, and torn apart by life because they don't have certain things to make their knowledge productive. Not because they don't know Jesus. Not because they don't know what I know. You see, certain people are still struggling with the habit of smoking. And certain Christians are still struggling with the habit of masturbation. Certain Christians are still struggling with the habit of pornography. They are struggling every day. Not because they don't know that who the Son sets free is free indeed. They know these things. They have read them. But that knowledge is not productive. It is barren. I think that word best explains it. Just as um, the King James Version said, that knowledge is barren. So the question is, what do I need in me? Or what manner of man do I need to become to make the knowledge of Jesus productive? I think that's where I'll end today's show on. Just answering that question. What manner of man do I need to become to make the knowledge of Jesus I know productive in my marriage, in my business, in my academics, in my everyday life? What manner of man do I need? Scripture was saying in 1 Peter um, chapter... Sorry, give me a minute so that I'll just be sure. 1 Peter chapter... Is it first Peter or second? No, sorry, second Peter. No, first Peter. It says, and beside these, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to your virtue knowledge, and to your knowledge temperance, and to your temperance patience, and to your patience godliness, and to your godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love, to your charity. And then verse 8, our key verse says, if these things be in you, if what things? If love, virtue, knowledge, knowledge we're talking about, if temperance, um, patience, godliness, um, brotherly kindness and charity be in you and abound. You see, there, there's not, there's never a time where you should have something or where you should get to a point where you are satisfied and not wanting more, especially when it is about building yourself. All right. You should never get to a point where you're satisfied with the level of prayer life you have or the level of study life you have. I pray, I pray 
this amount of time. It's okay. I'm fine with it. I don't want to press on. Or I have this amount of success. I'm, I'm okay with it. I don't want to press on. There's never a time where you should be okay with your level of growth. As long as there is room for growth, always press on to grow. So he says, for if these things are, if these things be in you and abound, right, grows or increases, they may, they make ye, that ye shall never be barren in all unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So these are the things I, I mentioned. So now these are the things that should be in your life that would cause that your knowledge of Jesus should be productive. One is faith. The next is virtue. Then knowledge. Listen, I wrote down something. I said every time a man listens and receives the word of God, the first thing the word gives to that man is faith, not knowledge. If you read your Bible to know, then you are wrong. If the first thing you do when you read the Bible, when you hear the word of God, is so that I can know, then your approach is not is, is slightly not correct. Because the first, the first gift we receive from reading the word of God is faith. Scripture says faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God, not knowledge. Faith comes. By hearing now, hearing the word of God. Galatians 5 then went further to talk about the fruits of the spirit, which I can call virtue or character. The moment you receive the word of God and have faith, the next in the word of God birthed in you in is character. It changes your life. It changes your life. Then the third point there is knowledge. So knowledge is not the first thing you should long for when reading scripture. Knowledge actually comes third place. Faith comes, then virtue, then knowledge. If our knowledge of Jesus doesn't ultimately arrive at love in our hearts, then that knowledge cannot be fruitful. So if we look at the, the kind of man you're supposed to be, because that's what I'm answering, what manner of man am I supposed to be to make the, my knowledge of Jesus productive? You're, you're, this, this is the kind of man. You're, you're supposed to be the man who has faith in the word you receive first, then have virtue, then have knowledge of that word, then have temperance, patience, godliness, kindness, and charity, love. So the ultimate is love. The first thing you receive when you read scripture is faith. It brings faith, it births faith in you. But that faith, it shouldn't stop there. It is supposed to arrive at the part where love is built in your heart. It starts from faith and ends in love. It starts from faith and ends in love. So every time the word comes forth, the ultimate goal is love, but it starts from faith not knowledge. Too many people approach the Bible with, I want to know. Let me read so I can teach. So somebody I, I can defend. I can, I can um, argue. I can boast. I can stand with the word and say, I know what this scripture is saying. I know what this verse is saying. Really, but that is not what God wants for his children. The first gift he wants to give to you is faith. Faith is an assurance, is a strong conviction that the word which you, have, which you are reading is true and have the capacity to produce results that is faith. Because if you don't have faith, your knowledge is, will waver, your knowledge will shake at the face of trouble. 
And if you don't have character, it doesn't matter what you know. It will not be, you can't be the person that will birth that knowledge or that will press on that knowledge until it produces results. And then after knowledge, we see temperance and then we see patience. I, I said I, I, I won't be talking about all of this uh, at length. So uh, we would leave that for now. Now, the next point I have to say is this. The reason why we read, listen and receive the word of God is not so that we can know it. It is so that we can become it. The reason why we do everything, pray and read scripture is not so that we can know it. It is a wrong approach. If you go for knowledge alone, your knowledge will be barren. Faith is the womb of knowledge. Virtue also. Temperance also. This Every one of these have their roles to play in making your knowledge of Jesus fruitful. So the first thing, the reason why we study, why we read and preach, not so that we can know it, is so that we can become it. Knowing is only part of the step of becoming it. All right? Like I said, the steps of becoming is first having faith, then cultivating virtue, then having a knowledge of it. The first is having faith, cultivating virtue, then having knowledge of it, then temperance, then um, um, patience, godliness, kindness, and charity, which is love. So knowing is only a part of the step to becoming the word you receive. Like I said, until we arrive at love, we haven't fully become what we have received. So this is how you make your knowledge productive. Don't always run in search of knowledge whenever you are reading scripture. So that I will know, I will know, no. The first thing you should do is, Lord, help my faith. Let me build faith as I study the scripture. Let faith be built in me as I read the scripture. But not just faith. Lord, help me cultivate the virtue that can hold or that my faith will rest on. Help me cultivate this virtue. And then when you are done cultivating or when, when you've prayed about virtue, then you can go forth with knowing the scripture. Having scriptures, knowing one scripture and another. Because your knowledge alone cannot be productive. And after knowledge, we can work on temperance. Some scripture will call it long-suffering. It says, scripture said, follow those who through faith and patience obtained, not knowledge alone. You have to know what you need to obtain, but you have to have faith and patience to obtain it. Then you, we, we look at godliness. Godliness can also be seen as righteousness. Having your hands pure, purifying yourself, standing before owning and receiving the righteousness of God. Then we see kindness and charity. All right. So that's how you make your knowledge of Jesus productive. Like I said, don't run for knowledge alone. Cultivate faith and virtue, which knowledge would rest on. All right. Thank you so much for doing this. I spent a lot of time, not my plan, but I'm grateful that I had to share with you the burden in my heart and the thoughts I've been pondering on for a while now. All right. Thank you. And share this podcast with your friend, with a friend, if it has blessed you. All right. Share it with a friend and I'll see you again next week, Saturday. Have an amazing weekend. God bless you.